Welcome back to Between the Lines. I'm Peter LaRuffa, and I'm going to be wrapping up what has been a multi-part series on this podcast on baptism. I did it based on a sermon that I preached back in May where there were eight application points, and this is part four, which will present the final two points in this series. Uh, Very quickly, I want to review where we've been. Uh, We started out talking about the importance of realizing that baptism does not save us from our sins. As important as baptism is, we have to realize what it also does not do. Baptism, nor any action, saves us from our sins apart from putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And although it doesn't save us from our sins, point number two is that baptism does symbolize our salvation. We are a fickle, finite, forgetful people, and the Lord in His kindness has given us many things to uh, remind us of who we are and what He's done for us. The Lord's Supper is one of these things where we remind, we're reminded and proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ every time we uh, enjoy communion together as a church family. Baptism is another ordinance that the Lord has given us to remind us of the change that he's brought about in our lives. The next thing that we spoke about is that baptism is not necessary for salvation. And in that episode, I spoke about the dangers of baptismal regeneration, that that teaching is a heresy, and that oftentimes I find that people don't take it as serious as I think they should. And they just speak of other churches that have this belief as just taking baptism more seriously than they do, or having a different view of baptism. It's very important to read statements of faith and better understand what churches uh, believe when it comes to baptism and uh, also the foundation upon which they were built. We also said that even though baptism is not necessary for salvation, the fourth point was that baptism is normative in the New Testament. You read about it constantly, particularly in the book of Acts. As people are saved, they are baptized. It comes very closely connected to any mention of their uh, profession of faith or their repentance because they've heard the gospel and have been saved. Then we looked at the fact that baptism is not for babies. We uh, take a quick look at paedo-baptism and how there is no scriptural example of that and uh, talk about some of the false notions of uh, what baptism is according to people who embrace paedo-baptism, that it's not a sign of entering into any covenant uh, family or covenant relationship. Uh, it's not the circumcision of the New Testament, um, etc., etc. And then we spoke with that, that baptism, although it's not for babies, we said baptism is for believers, verses like Acts 8 and verse 12. Uh, when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So baptism, once again, closely related to the fact that they believed. And now finally, we're going to look at the final two points. They kind of go together. You might think them to be rather obvious, but I think it's important that we say them. Point number seven is baptism makes us more like Jesus since he himself was baptized. And our goal should be to be like Jesus as much as possible. We read about that in Matthew chapter three, Jesus's baptism by John the Baptist. So in being baptized, we, in essence, add one more area of our life in which we are more like Christ. And then the final point is baptism grows us in our obedience to Jesus. And this is a very important point because we can't overemphasize the fact that God has called us to live obedient lives, to obey him and to obey the teachings of Christ. In Matthew 28 and verse 19, you perhaps are familiar with what we refer to as the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, this was a commission given to the 12 disciples at the time, but we do well to obey those in our time as well. And 
seeing that they were told to go and baptize the disciples that they were making, we should do the same, both as disciple makers and as disciples ourselves. We need to remember the importance of wanting to live all areas of our lives that are pleasing to God. We don't want to have areas of our lives that uh, we choose to be, uh, consciously at least, that we choose uh, to be disobedient to the Lord, that we say, well, it's not too important to please the Lord in that area. And there are certainly areas in your life and in mine in which we are not as pleasing to the Lord as we could be. But hopefully, when those things come to our attention, we do well to change. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 9 and following says, so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Our aim in life is to please Jesus Christ. And this is one area of our lives in which we can do that by being obedient to the scriptures, by being obedient to Jesus, by being baptized. And it's a very important thing for us to do. And we don't want to underestimate the fact that baptism is something that is an act of obedience. And even though nothing happens as a result of it, even though, yes, you can be like the thief on the cross, not be baptized and still be saved and still go to heaven. There's no doubt about that. Why live a life like that? Why have an area of your life that you know you can be more obedient to Christ than you currently are, but choose not to do that? See, just because baptism doesn't do anything for the believer doesn't mean we shouldn't take it seriously, and it doesn't mean we should delay in partaking of it. I teach my kids to obey. When they're young, there's more of an obey or else mentality to it. We're training them. Uh, in other words, the ultimatum is more central to their obedience than the value in obeying uh, itself. They're young. They don't have the ability to do much reasoning. And so admittedly, it's more of a training or conditioning season of parenting. But as they grow and mature, it's not about the ultimatum behind disobeying, but the wisdom in obeying, or at least one would hope so. Growing older hopefully doesn't mean we stop doing the right thing because we won't get spanked. Hopefully growing older means we do the right thing even when nobody is looking because it's the right thing. We see the value in obedience. We obey because we're obedient people, not because we can prove whether or not we'll be spanked as a result of that. I emphasize the fact that baptism doesn't bring about a change in the believer because we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone. Our salvation is rooted in Christ's finished work on the cross. We've said that throughout this series of podcast episodes, uh, rooted in his resurrection from the grave and our faith in him and him alone. That is it. However, a growing trust in Christ shouldn't lead us to do less for him, but more. So although there's not an ultimatum for not being baptized— our love for Christ and trust in His Word should bring you to the point where you want to be baptized because you know obedience pleases the Lord and shows Him to be good, trustworthy, faithful, and true. And so I hope this podcast uh, episode, uh, this series rather, has been helpful to you. I hope you uh, might consider it, uh, consider sharing it to other people who you think it might be helpful for them as we looked at some important facts regarding baptism. But more than sharing it to other people, I want you to consider, is there application in this for you? Is there application in this for you as a spectator of the next baptism that you watch? Perhaps you've already been baptized and you're now reminded afresh of what baptism represents, why it's such a joyous occasion, and why we look forward to celebrating within our church family. But if you've not been baptized and you love Jesus Christ, you've put your faith and trust in Him for salvation, I hope and pray that you will take a step of obedience a step in growth in Christ by doing something that he tells us to do that would bless others and bring glory to him. 
So once again, I want to direct you to our website at graceky.org if you'd like to register for the baptism class that's going to be starting at our church on Monday, October 8th. It'll take place at 6.30, and you can register there. I'll post a link in the podcast notes as well. And hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Hope that it's been helpful. Hope that it's been thought-provoking. And hope that you will uh, not just listen to it, but will do something with it if that's what God is calling you to do at this point in your life. 